Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Right Bench Podcast. I'm Charlie. And I'm James. And we'll be getting you caught up on everything going on in the sports world. First, let's start off with uh, the World Series. Game one, uh, Rangers take it 6-5 in extras. What do you have to say about that, Booge? Um, my, the Phillies should be there. Okay. No, they yeah, shouldn't. Um, no, they but, shouldn't. No, no, because yeah. now we're going to have a conversation about no, it. Okay, they, well, shouldn't, they shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be there. They, If they didn't win their game seven, they shouldn't be there. I mean, Diamondbacks look, did. The they're Diamondbacks better they're better than the Diamondbacks. It doesn't matter. The Diamondbacks. It doesn't matter. The Diamondbacks stepped up in the playoffs. Yeah, the they Diamondbacks deserve to be there. You have the to give the Diamondbacks their flowers. You have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, they played well, except for, like, the first seven games, but it's fine. Um, Gar- oh, Luis Garcia hit a walk-off home run. Seager homered in the ninth. To tie it, um, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, Seager had a game. Yeah, I think there there might have been two outs. I'm not. I think there might have been. Adolis Garcia hit one with one out. Yeah, I'm talking about Seager. I'm not sure about Seager. Yeah, um, and in my opinion, I think this was the Diamondbacks' chance, um, to like get a game because I don't think they have a chance now. They might win one or two, but I don't see him. I'll dis. I'm gonna disagree with that. I think. I think the Diamondbacks just need to split it. So I think they need to win. What is it on Sunday at Globe Life? They need to win. They need to win that one to tie up the series. And you go back to Chase Field, where their fans are actually really, really great. And uh, I think if they can win both of those, I mean, then they're in a prime position to win. So I think this game two is going to matter the most. Game two is going to matter the most. Yeah. Well, it's just the Jordan Montgomery is pretty good. So he is, but I, I don't know. I mean. All right. Fought should be throwing a game, too. So. Yeah, all right. That'll cap off the um, MLB. Not a lot, but there's only one game, so can't do much about that. Yeah. Let's uh, recap NFL Week 7 with the, just a few games here. I'm going to start with Cleveland, Cleveland 39, Indianapolis 38. This is a great game. It, it was a great game. Um, just a few notes here. Josh Downs, the rookie. Gosh, this dude, I have him on my fantasy team. I actually had him on the bench, so that stuck. But um, he had five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown. He had a crazy game, and uh, he's a he looks like he's gonna be the number one number one guy for the Colts for a while. Yeah, and I do want to note, Sean Watson had to leave this game. Yep, got re-injured. And um, Ford had a bit like a really long touchdown run. So, like, his stats kind of got inflated. So, you look at it and you say he did well, right? But he had one big touchdown run, and then he – other than that, he had ten attempts, five yards. So, not a yeah. good game for him, even though you would think it was. Yeah. Um, I mean, one more thing touch on in this game. Miles Garrett looks like he can get back to a defensive player of the year. Um, kind of standing, I guess you should say. He's getting older now. I think this might be – one of his last chances to win, and in my opinion, he's in the lead for it right now. Had a great game. Yeah. All right, next game. Um, yeah, the Patriots beat the Bills, and a big upset that James once again picked. Yep, I picked it. I'm getting the, good at these upsets, dude. The Patriots versus the Bills. Um, Patriots 29, Bills 25. Um, uh, yeah, and Mac Jones led a game-winning touchdown with under two minutes left, which is something you'll never see, so. Yeah, he had two hundred seventy yard, two hundred seventy yards, two touchdowns. Um, this is Bill Belichick's three hundredth career win, which is just yeah. an insane accomplishment for him and the whole Patriots like, organization. Um, but um, it's a Mac good Jones, win for the Patriots. Yeah, and on Mac Jones, completed most of his passes. Really, I mean, twenty five for thirty is pretty good. Yeah, it really is. I mean, he actually. He actually played a heck of a game, um, which, again, I picked and said, so, you know. All right, but yeah. Let's move good on win to, for the uh, Patriots. Yeah, um, let's move on to the Eagles versus the Dolphins. The Eagles won this one 31-17. Um, I don't want to talk about this one in my pick, but Tua had a rough game, 216 yards, a touchdown in the pick. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. I I don't. This Miami team's weird. I don't. I, I just genuinely can't trust them this year. I can't, especially with that loaded AFC East. I, They're gonna I, get that 
I genuinely think the Bills will still win that division and maybe even the Jets if Aaron Rodgers comes back. We'll talk about that later, but if the Jets come up, I don't know. The Miami's in a weird spot. But, I mean, everyone played their role for Philly, right? A.J. Brown played his role. Devonta Smith didn't have a great game, but still played his role. DeAndre Swift is looking like a guy who's really good for them. And, uh, in my opinion, the Eagles are still the favorites right now to win the whole thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Devontae Smith doesn't have to do much, but A.J. Brown's getting 137 yards of the touchdown. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I want to touch on, after this game, there was a trade that went down in the middle of the week. Kevin Byard, the uh, safety from the Titans, got traded to the Eagles for, if I remember right, it's a fourth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and Tremaine Edmonds um, for Kevin Byard. And that's interesting because that's one of their best defensive players for the Titans. So I have to see. Maybe a Derrick Henry trade is coming soon. They're starting to sell off some of their pieces. Tannehill's injured. They're not having a great year. We'll have to see. They might be tanking. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. All right, last game of the recap. The Vikings beat the 49ers. Another game James picked. Uh, another pick on Monday Night Football. I'm, just, I'm getting good at these picks, guys, I'll be honest. I'm coming back. 22-17. Uh, Brock Purdy had two interceptions, and they were both in the last four minutes. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, go ahead. Young. Sorry. He's young. And he'll, she showed that there. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, one thing on the Vikings side, Justin Jefferson being out and the rookie Jordan Addison, like I said last week, if you roll the tape, Jordan Addison went off seven receptions, 123 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he looked electric out there. He didn't look like a rookie. Like He generally looked like a top ten receiver in this league, and I think he could be in the next at least five years. He's amazing. Yeah, Um, well – if you pick a team to win, their best receiver will probably be good. I mean, are we going to argue Hawkins. that that's the best receiver as a rookie? Right now, when Jefferson's out, are we going to say Hawkinson though is technically their best? He's a tight end. Um, I mean, yeah, but he's still a receiver. I mean, he's still a guy that you're going to throw the ball to. Yeah, well, that'll wrap up the recap. Uh, yeah, not as many games usually, but a lot of good ones. So. All right, we'll go into Thursday night football for. Uh, Week eight now, correct? Um, yes. Buffalo beats the Bucks, and honestly, a close game, eighteen to twenty-four. At well, it wasn't end. this close because the Bucks got eight in the fourth quarter, so it was really twenty-four ten. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it still doesn't matter. It's still scoring. I mean, if you look at the final score, it's way too close, in my opinion. They should have beat the Bucks by at least three touchdowns, in my well, opinion. But no, I think the Bucks are actually a really good team. I think Rashad White's playing well. Baker Mayfield looks like the best he's ever looked. And their defense is solid. I mean, I like them uh, a lot, actually. They can make a run in the playoffs. I mean, I don't, I still don't see them winning the NFC South. I still think the Saints win the NFC South. But, I mean, the Bucks could maybe sneak into a wild card. But, let's be honest, probably not. And um, the Bills, they – they should have won this game by more. We, we can all agree they should have won this game by way more than this. The Bucks are all right, but it was – I mean, Rashad White did have a great game, and I will give him his flowers for that, running and receiving. He's kind of an Alvin Kamara-type guy that I've been looking at, or Alvin Kamara-type guy I've been looking at because he gets a lot of checkdowns, gets a lot of positive yardage on receiving. Um but yeah, I don't really see the Bucks going anywhere. I like that Baker's getting a rejuvenated uh, career, I guess. But I don't really see the Bucks going anywhere. Um, yeah. One more note: Rashad White led the Bucks in rushing and receiving. So yeah. whether it's a good thing for White, whether it's a bad thing for the Bucks, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, good thing for White, but weird situation like Mike Evans should be the leading receiver every single time or Chris Godwin there's no excuse for Rashad White to be the leading receiver yeah no excuse they could have won this game with a better receiving from Evans and Godwin mm-hmm. all right well I think that's enough Thursday night football that's a pretty good game mm-hmm. we'll move on to the NFL picks um we actually have a guest today it's uh Smith yes, Pickett. Sir. Hey, Smith Pickett yeah, um, so the score right now is James 17, Charlie 11. Um, the, only thing we've got, 
So last week you got those upsets, but wait, I'm, you oh, went out there, Charlie. Can you repeat, please? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, uh, score seventeen to eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, you only won by one, even though you picked those upsets. So I'm hanging in there. It's all right. Still beating you by a lot, so yeah. I, I, it'll take me a few weeks. We'll start off with New Orleans versus the Colts, Saints versus Colts, and I've got New Orleans here just because I'm a homer. Not, not really much else. I mean, they're like the same amount of good in my opinion. That's the same record. So yeah, I'll, I'll pick New Orleans here too. I think it is a bounce back game for them. Um, I think Josh Downs is still going to be a. I still think he's going to be a stud in this game, even with Lattimore on him. But I, I still think New Orleans takes this one by at least a touchdown. What do you think, Smith? Uh, yeah, I also think the Saints are going to win because they have an ex con the team and the Colts don't, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Smith always says, ex convicts always win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Say, check it all. He's right. We'll move on. Uh, Bengals versus Forty Niners. Um, I got the Bengals here just because the momentum. Cincinnati has won three of their last four. San Francisco has lost both of their last two. So I'm going to hop off the San Francisco train and hop, hop on to the anti-San Francisco train, whatever. Uh, so what do you think? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Bengals here too. Even though the Niners at are at home, I think they dropped the third in the row. Um, Brock is questionable for this matchup, so it could be Sam Darnold starting. Um, and yeah, Brock Purdy, I don't think he should be playing, but it came out this week. But I'll start with the Bengals here. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar have a really good game. Yeah, they've been kind of struggling, so I can see them breaking out here. What do you think, Smith? Um, I also think the Bengals are going to win this game because the Bengals, although they don't have any ex-convicts, they do have Joe Burrow, which is definitely a W. So I think the Bengals are going to win this game. <laughs> yeah, convicts but Joe Burrow. All right. Uh, next we have Miami versus New England. I'll take Miami because New England is not very good. Yeah, I'm just going to take the Dolphins here and not overthink it. I don't think New England pulls off two big upsets, so I'll just go with the Dolphins. Yeah, Mac Jones is not going to be good two weeks in a row, in my opinion. So what yeah. do you think, Smith? Um, I choose the Dolphins on this one because I don't like Massachusetts personally. <laughs> Although the Dolphins don't have any convicts, they're going to win. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Um, next we have the Jets versus the Giants. Um, I think Saquon's going to carry. I think the Giants pull this one out. All right. Our first disagreement. This is the Battle of New York. Um, the Jets. I'm going to pick the Jets here. I think Reese Hall has a really good game. I think he uh, runs for maybe 150 yards, maybe two touchdowns. Like, I think it's a big run game. It, they said it could be raining, so they might have to run the ball. Um, I'm going to pick the Jets. Long. I am going to pick the Jets here, though, it, maybe by a field goal. All right, what do you think, Smith? Uh, I'm going to have to agree on James on this one here. Because throughout time, if a giant were to fight a jet, a jet could just fly over a giant. Even though there aren't any ex-convicts, I still think the Jets would be better than the Giants. All right, so you're going off the mascots this time. Yeah, the Jets do fly over Giants. That would be... Hey, that's yeah. kind of a bar. Jets fly over Giants. Sure. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Got the Jaguars versus the Steelers. My first upset, I think the Steelers come out and go win this game. I think Jacksonville, I don't know, just, I have a hunch they'll have a bad game. I think Pittsburgh can win this in a field goal game. That's a horrible pick. Um, <laughs> the Steelers are not going to win this game. The Jacks are going to kill them. Kenny Pickett looks horrible this year. And Trevor Lawrence and Etienne look like real Super Bowl contenders. Not playoff, Super Bowl contenders. So I think the Jacks take this one by maybe three, maybe three touchdowns. Yeah, well, uh, 49ers were still bad picks. I'm sitting on that. It's not a bad um, pick if they lost. Yeah, I don't care about either one of those teams because I don't even think I – mean, I thought that Steelers was a baseball team, to be honest. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't really care about either, but they don't have any ex-convicts, so I'm pretty sure the Steelers are going to win. Oh, okay. That's it. Let's move on to the Falcons versus the Titans. 
Um, I got the Falcons here. They've been looking really good. I think they can move that forward and go beat a mediocre Titans team. Yeah, I'll go with the Falcons too. I think the Titans are just starting to transition to that rebuild, kind of like the Cardinals should be doing. But uh, they're kind of in the same situation. They're like, do we want to contend for a mid seven and seven season, or not seven and seven season, ten and seven season, or do we want to just rebuild? And I think the Falcons take this one. I think the Titans need to go full rebuild. What do you think, Smith? Uh, so Falcons are small little birds, and Titans are like big old boots dudes. So I think that the Titans would just defeat the Falcons. So yeah, I put the Titans on this one. Well, there's no. No ex-convicts. Oh, not very many ex-convicts so far, but we'll keep... <laughs> ex-convicts. Keep looking. Um, <laughs> next, we have Battle of the Top Two Picks, Houston versus Carolina. And Houston looks like a better team right now. Carolina hasn't won a game. I think that streak stays. All right, another disagreement. I'm going to think this is the Panthers' first one of the year. Um, there's a chance that two receivers for the Texans might not be playing. Um, Tank Dell is questionable to play. And Robert Woods is probably doubtful to play. So I think the Panthers take their first one of the season, move to one and six, and Texans drop one here in Carolina. Yeah, I think Tank Dell will be, if he plays, would be a big part in this game. So I can see them losing if Tank Dell would not play. What do you think, Smith? Uh, well, I obviously going to win because, like, it's Texas and everyone's good at football in Texas. I, even though there aren't any ex-convicts, I still think that Texas is going to win. So, <laughs> I just want to note, Smith is missing some ex-convicts. So, if you, your team has ex-convicts that he's not noting, it's okay. Um, let's move on to the next game. It's the Rams versus the Cowboys. Um, I got the Cowboys here because they're just looking really, really good. And Micah Parsons is looking really, really good. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the Cowboys, too, here. I think Dak is looking really, really good. Um I, I really – I'm cheering for Dak. I hope he has a really good year. And I'm going to pick the Cowboys here. I don't think the Rams are going to be able to take them in this one, especially with that defense. I think the Rams are a good team with all their weapons, but I still see the Cowboys taking this one with their defense. What do you think, Smith? <laughs> well, personally, I think the Cowboys are going to win because Diggs is in paid rent, which always means that the convict takes the W. So the Cowboys <laughs> – Okay. Is that right? It's not paid <laughs> Trayvon Diggs did not pay his rent. Wow. That's a convict. <laughs> um, next game, we have the Vikings versus the Packers. Um, I'm going to take the Vikings here. Running off a big win, even without Jefferson. I think they can disrupt Jordan Love, and I think they can Jordan Addison can have a good game, and they can pull it out. I'm going to totally agree with you on this one. I think the Vikings take this one. Uh, probably a close game, but. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Addison is him. Like he, he's really good, and uh, another questionable player for the Packers, Luke Musgrave, their rookie tight end, who's been a stud, might not be playing, and that's one of Jordan Love's top weapons. So I don't think they'll win this one. Yeah, I mean Jordan Addison. Hopefully he can be a normal rookie and fall off. Hopefully he can stay up for the whole season. What do you think, Smith? Well. I- Vikings are going to win because the ex-co-owner Reggie is an ex-convict, which is a wonderful thing for the teams, like environment and total like goodness. Yeah. So I think the Vikings are going to win just because the coach is an ex-convict, which is a really good thing. <laughs> the coach is an ex-convict. So the ex-co-owner, not the coach. The ex-co-owner. The ex-co-owner. Um, okay. Yes, you heard that right. Um, next game, we have Wait, which game was that just now? Uh, sorry, I lost. That was the Vikings and the Packers. All right, sorry, I just lost track. Um, next we got the Eagles versus the Commanders. I got the Eagles here because they're good, and the Commanders aren't. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles take this one. I don't really like the take that the Commanders aren't good, but I'm I'm always going to be on that Commanders train. I've been on it for a minute, but I think AJ Brown is a legitimate contender for Offensive Player of the Year. I think he could actually win it. Um, if he keeps up this, what he's doing right now. Yeah, but I'll take the Eagles here pretty pretty easily. It's killing me in fantasy football, man. <laughs> Every- um, I made a mistake not picking him. What do you think, Smith? Well, even though the commanders sh- changed their name, and I don't think that it's a good name, I, I think I've done better before. But 
it's still cool. Like, I don't like eagles just because, like, I guess, because they're not really that cool of a bird, even though they're, like, over high. Even though it's still a pretty good game, I'd say, because I've never watched a single game they've ever played in my entire life. But I think the Commanders are going to win. Okay. Uh, heard it first. No, that's not fixed. Commanders, take the dub. Um, We're going to disagree with you on that one. Next, we got the Browns versus the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Seahawks here. Just, I, don't, I feel like they have a good weapons, and I think they'll pick apart the Cleveland defense. Yep, I have the Seahawks here too. Um, I, I don't really know how the Seahawks O-line is going to handle Miles Garrett, and they probably won't be able to. It'll probably have like two sacks, maybe three TFLs, but um, I'm going to still pick the Seahawks. I think they figure out a way to win. Yeah, what do you think, Smith? Well, I think the Browns are going to win this one because the quarterback is an ex-convict, which is wonderful for the team. <laughs> Over 30 charges. Jesus. But that means that he's an ex-convict, and that means the Browns are going to win. Okay. Deshaun Watson, yeah. boy. He was suspended last year, so I can really boost the morale. Yep. Next, we have the Ravens versus the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Ravens here because the Cardinals are bad with James Conner and worse without James Conner. What about you? Um, I'm going to take the Ravens. I, I like the Cardinals. I don't know. I have nothing against the Cardinals. Uh, I like James Conner, like Josh Dobbs, like all those guys. I think Kyler Murray needs to go. Um, but I'll pick the Ravens in this one pretty pretty easily. What do you think, Smith? Oh, I think the Cardinals are going to win. I'm going to disagree with you all. Because the quarterback plays Call of Duty, and I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> None of the other quarterbacks play Call of Duty, which means that good at football. Hey, that's a good point. But there's a bad, there's a downside. He's not next convict. Oh. But still, I think the Cardinals are going to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're we're going to disagree there. We'll see who can come out on top on that one. Next we got. <laughs> Sorry. Next we got the Chiefs versus the Broncos. I'll take the Chiefs because the Broncos are pretty bad. And the Chiefs are not. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs too. Um, it is in the Maha Stadium, but I think the Chiefs are just they're just genuinely better. Like there's no other way to put it. They're just better than the Broncos. The Broncos aren't good. Low key, they could be the worst team in the league. I and mean, that might be a hot take, but I'm gonna go with the Chiefs on this one pretty easily. Yep. The Chiefs may have won as many games in the playoff last playoffs last year as the Broncos won in the whole season, so what do you think, Smith? The Chiefs are obviously losing this game simply because Kanye is better. All right. That's all you got to say. All righty. <laughs> the Kanye fan, not a Chase fan, um, not a Kelsey fan, not a Chiefs fan. Let's move on. Um, Bears versus the Chargers. I got the Chargers and the Herbert bounce back game. Um, This is on Sunday Night Football. This is probably just my one upset. I'm going to go with the Bears. Um. I don't have any faith in the Chargers, I'm being honest. I've never really been a Justin Herbert guy. Um, I think Tyson Badgett, who had a heck of a game last week for Chicago, the uh, backup rookie QB, uh, has an amazing day. and He could take that starting job away from Fields. I don't think he will, but there's a chance he could. People in Chicago worship Fields. I don't see that happening. But what does Smith think? Well, even though I am a bear, because – I said so. The Chargers sounds like they have a cool name, so <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Even though they don't have an ex convict, I still think they're pretty good. Again, I want to reiterate: if you ha- your team has an ex convict, that we do not mention. It's okay. We didn't go into much research on this. Top of mind. So, all right. Final game: we have the Raiders versus the Lions. I got the Lions here because the Lions are a better team. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions here, too. I mean, that Ravens performance, though, was horrible last week. Um, but I think Lions bounce back. This Raiders team is really not good at all. Uh, I think Devontae Adams needs to leave, and I think Lions take this one pretty big, actually. Yeah, I can agree. What do you- I think the Raiders are going to win this one because they've – But he's on next convict, which is kind of a downside. Even though the Lions, don't think the Raiders. Bouge. They're good. So Bouge and Smith. A perfect score, 
all mine are going to be good because of my perfect hot takes. Bouget and Smith, I'm going to need y'all to repeat who Smith said and why. Um, it just cut out real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all I'm good. Sorry. Oh, man. The Raiders have a hot quarterback. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's right. why I think Ravens. But? But he's not an ex-convict. Not an ex-convict. Could that be a little upside for the Lions? We'll see. Thank you, Smith. Thank you. All right. Um, <laughs> that was surely uh That was funny. Help. Maybe we need to start picking like that, Boosh. Maybe. I mean, I might get better scores. Yeah, pro- probably. Your scores are pretty bad right now. All right. Let's get into a little discussion here. Um, just a little brief one. We're going to talk about probably the most – eh. Maybe the most loaded conference, or not loaded conference, the loaded division in the NFL, the AFC East. The Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Who will come out on top? Um, Yeah, so before I start, I'm just going to say what I have here. I have their current record. I have some quality wins. I have some bad losses. Upcoming, like big upcoming matchups. And then what I think the record will be at the end of the season. I think let's, I'm gonna start with the Patriots. Right now they're two and five. Okay, it's not very good. And but did it beat the Bills? That's a little upside, right? They were blown out by the Saints, who are not the best team out there. If you haven't heard, so I mean they've been up and down. They do have kind of a tough schedule: Kansas City, Buffalo again, Miami coming up. I think they end up five and twelve. Five and twelve. Okay. What do you think about the Patriots? Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like the Patriots are just going to be mid this year. I think they'll be a little better than five and twelve. Not great. Maybe like seven and ten. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're just mid. I think they'll be last in that division for sure. All right, I'm gonna move on to my third place team, the New York Jets. Right now they're three. three. All right. And they have beaten Philadelphia. They have beaten Buffalo. Those are huge wins for the program, right? Or the team, whatever you want to call it. They, they did lose to the Patriots today. Well, that's a pretty bad loss. The Patriots stink. So, um, yeah, and they have a pretty easy schedule coming up. Obviously, Buffalo Miami, they're uh, division rivals. And, but then their next hardest game is, like, the Browns. So, a pretty easy schedule. That's why I think they can finish 9-8, and eight, even with Zach Wilson there. Could that be a wild card spot? I don't think so. Because of like the good records, I feel like will be throughout the AFC, but not an a solid record. Um, yeah, it's a solid record, but I, I think there's a chance Rodgers could come back. This is one of the craziest recovery stories I've ever heard. He's been putting three to five, or not three to five, five to seven hours a day, every single day to get his body back, to get that Achilles back. And he's looking at a return after their, I think, week nine bye, which I don't think will come back that early. But if he can come back to just the last five games of the year, just that confidence boots, maybe they go on that five-game win streak win the last five. Um, I think there's a chance they could take the two spot in the AFC East. Um, But I'll still put them, just to be conservative, I'll put them at 11 and six. And, uh, I, I don't know for sure, but they'll probably finish in the third spot. But they, I feel like they could move up. They could surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, eleven and six in the third spot is very good. Obviously, mm-hmm. yep. Be one of the best divisions of all time, possibly. Mm-hmm. So I got the Bills in my third, in my second spot. I mean, um, they're right now they're four and three. They only have had a pretty bad start, even though they're four and three. I mean, their only real quality win is blowing out Miami, which is obviously great, but nothing really much else. Yeah, um, I'll I'll talk about the Bills, I guess. I have the Bills in my one, right? I think the Bills have a good year, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think – they have a weird vibe this year. I think they'll have a good year, but they have a different vibe than some of the teams, I guess, in the past couple years that they've had. Um, It's just a weird, weird, I guess – how do I say it? Aroma or aura around this team? Um, 
so I'm going to pick them at the one. I think they go about, what do they have now? Four losses. Honestly, I think they pick up. They have three losses right now. They have three losses currently. Um, I think they pick up maybe two more. I think I think they actually, this is what I'm going to say. I think they go 12 and five, but they're the first place in the division. And I'll talk about the Dolphins in a minute. All right, I'll move on with my Bills. Um, they lost, so I said they beat Miami, right? Blow it, blew them out, actually. But they have some bad L's. They lost to the Patriots, who are not good. They lost to the Jets, who are mid, I guess, you know? Yeah. They have a very, very hard schedule coming up, though, with the Bengals, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Dolphins. And for that reason, I think they finished 10-7. and seven. Okay. I can definitely see it. Um, the the Dolphins. Let's talk about them. You have them at your one. I have them at my two. I also have them going eleven and six, the same record as the Jets. But I think they get that tie break, and they are technically the second seed in that division. I think it could be close though, depending on if Rodgers comes back. Zach Wilson hasn't looked as bad as he's been in the past. I just still can't trust Miami, but. I do think that Mike McDaniel could be up for Coach of the Year. Yeah, he's good. So I'm stuck with the Dolphins. I have him in my one, obviously. Their current record is five and two, and their current record of five and two honestly helps me tell them apart from the Bills because if they they had a good start, they've been taking care of business. The Bills have not done good. So the Dolphins quality wins. They put up seventy versus the. Broncos, it's the Broncos, but 70 is 70, all right? They got the Giants and the Chargers, so they haven't beat anyone great. But they're taking care of business where they need to take care of business. They haven't been going out losing to a bad team, right? I want to touch on that. You said they're taking care of business when they need to take care of business. It should have been in that Eagles game, right? In that Sunday night football game, if they really wanted to show the world that they're a contender, that they're the best team in the AFC, one of the best teams in the AFC, they should have beat the Eagles on Sunday night, and they didn't. They didn't show up. None of the teams showed up. The Eagles took advantage of that, and they showed up, which they've done in the past, and we know to trust them. But the Dolphins, I haven't been able to trust, and after that, I trust them even less. Yeah. So they did lose to the – there were two losses, actually the Bills and the Eagles. So they took care of business. When they needed to, but they didn't beat the teams that might be around their level, right? But their upcoming schedule, I mean, it's kind of easy, but it's not really. It's pretty hard, actually. They have so, a very hard schedule. Buffalo again. They have Dallas, Kansas City, and the Ravens. But, I mean, after that, it kind of falls off, so it's kind of top-heavy. But I think they'll finish 12-5. and 12-5? and five. Okay. That's the thing, though. I can see him dropping these next four games and being the worst team in the AFC East. You don't know what to expect from this Dolphins team, and I still don't trust them. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So, now let's move on to some college football. College football. Since this episode comes out, it's coming out before college football this time. I'm going to – we're going to make it picking instead of recapping. And we'll recap the week after, right? So, we'll recap this week, next week. We can't recap because we already recapped last week. So, sorry. We only have picks. No, there's only two games. So, not much college football, but, you know, whatever. <clears throat> um, first, we have Oregon versus Utah. I am going to pick Utah. They're both 6-1, and one, sorry. It's 8 Oregon, 15 Utah, 13 Utah. I pick Utah because I feel like Bo Nix feels vulnerable. He's... I feel like he was vulnerable at Auburn. I feel like he's vulnerable now. So, and they've, they've had two close games versus unranked opponents, and that's not going to fly, you know? Like, if you're playing an unranked opponent, you should kill them, okay? And if you're a top-ten team, that's going to be the case all the time. So that's what, I was, that's what I'm thinking. And Utah dominated the SEC team, that is Florida. The SEC is not the, the Pac-12 or whatever they're in, right? It's a whole nother level, and they dominated a Florida team who's not great, but would be good in the Pac-12, right? And they also beat USC. Well, USC is good. Well, 
I'll touch on that. And the Pac-12, it's honestly a better conference than the SEC this year. I know that might be a hot take, but it's or it's Oregon, Utah, Oregon State, UCLA, Colorado, USF, but still they're good. This is six teams that have been in the top 25 this year. The SEC's got three. So Okay, but um, they haven't played yet. You got LSU. You got Georgia. You got Bama. That's we'll it. Talk about this. BJ, that's we'll it. Talk- <clears throat> we'll talk about this another day. Who do you have? Um, I-, I have Oregon in this game. Um, so, I think I – I know you don't really like Bo Nix, and I know you've touched on that, but – I think Bo Nix has a heck of a game. His Heisman odds go shooting up, and uh, Utah falls. But this could be a Pac-12 title game. And but what I would love to see in a Pac-12 title game is Oregon, Oregon State. I think that would be awesome to watch. Um, but yeah, this could be a little, I guess, um, like preview into what a Pac-12 title game could look like. So, but I'll pick Oregon here. Yeah, possibly. Um, now our only other game. Got 20th ranked Duke versus 18th ranked Louisville. Duke is five and two. Louisville is six and one. Even though Louisville's technically higher, even though they have a better record, I'm going with Duke. Okay. Duke Clemson. All right. And Clemson's a good team. No, they're not. Duke they're not played. a good team. Now, now we're gonna have a conversation. They're not a good no, team. No. Clemson's not a good team. Duke played. Okay. Well, you think Clemson's not good? Florida State's good, and they were beating Florida State in the fourth quarter. Okay, Notre Dame. Did is they good, win though? And, and no, exactly. Florida State's good. Florida State's not not better than Louisville. Florida State's better than Louisville. Florida State's a lot better than Louisville, which is why I think they will hold on to that lead. I think they will win this game, and um, and Louisville lost to Pitt. So, yeah, I picked Duke too. Um, not really much to touch on in this game. It's kind of a weird game, a little ACC matchup. I think it's close, but I think Duke takes it. I'm not sure if Riley Leonard's playing, but honestly, I don't think it matters. I think Duke's the better team. All right. I yeah. want to I want to touch on one more thing in college football before right. we get to Heisman. Georgia plays Florida this week. It's in Florida, the number one team in the country. They're without their star, Brock Bowers. I want to I want to give you a little stat. Florida's not good. That's my stat. The entire Georgia team has four more reception yards than Brock Bowers this season. The entire team. Think about that. Brock Bowers has pretty much had the exact same amount of reception yards as the entire team. That's insane to think about. And being without him and Carson Beck, in my opinion, isn't that good. Um, I think there's a chance that Florida could take it to him in the swamp. But I don't know for sure. We're not picking that game, but I just wanted to touch on that. All right, well, uh, you know who's good? Georgia's weapons are all good, right? Florida's bad, and that's whatever. We're not picking that game, but Georgia's gonna win. Okay. We'll move to Heisman. Um, we'll predict who we think will go up and down in the odds. I'll read you the odds, um, according to BetMGM, and we'll talk about who's gonna turn down, who's gonna turn down. So at number one, J.J. McCarthy has moved up after the mediocre performance by Penix. Penix is number two. Jaden Daniels is up to three. Um, Jordan Travis, number four. Dylan Garybill, number five. Bo Nix, number six. Marvin Harrison Jr., number seven. Wow. Carson Beck, number eight. And Drake May, number nine. So I'll start with trending up. I have one guy. It's Dylan Gabriel. Kansas has a bad defense. And as you'll see later, I have a, um, Jordan Travis turning down, so that'll help him go up. You know, that's how numbers work. Bougie, I think we lost you, man. Oh, um, you want me? To, can you hear no, me? No, we got you back. We got you back. No problem. Um, uh, yeah, just keep. Yeah, we heard your Dylan Gabriel spiel. All right. Good. You can start on trending up. Um, trending up, I have two guys. Uh, I have Bo Nix trending up. I think he has a good game against Utah, as we talked about earlier. And I also 
have actually that's it. That's all I had actually. Yeah, I just have Bo Nix trending up this week. All right, well I'm gonna blatantly disagree with you. Bo Nix is gonna be trending down for me because Utah will clamp him up and they will win the game. And also, I have Jordan Travis turning down. Wait for because Wake Forest, okay. Wake Forest has given a lot of good teams trouble. I think they will give him trouble. Will they will Wake Forest beat him? No. But they'll give him a little bit of trouble, not allow him to throw for seven hundred yards like he usually does, and he'll trend down. Alright. Um, I have two guys trending down this week. One of them's Dylan Gabriel that you have trending up. Um I think this is an upset alert game for Oklahoma. I think Kansas could, and like I said, I think a week or two weeks ago, um, Oklahoma you had in your college football playoff, right? I did. I believe so. I don't think they're good enough to do that. And I said I think they drop a game in the Big 12. Um, and I think it could be the Kansas here. So I'm going to have Dylan Gabriel trending down. I don't think they'll have a good game. They might barely pull it out. It's in Kansas. Those fans are actually pretty good. Um, so I'll, I'll see. And then I have another guy trending down, which um, I, I genuinely just don't. This guy, he's currently um, number one or two, whatever, however you look at it, um, in the Heisman odds. It's, it's, it's J.J. McCarthy. And I do want to speak on this. Michigan doesn't play this week, so how can I have him trending down? Because I think a bunch of other guys trend up, and I think J.J. McCarthy just drops a few spots. I, I don't think he has a chance to win the Heisman. He'll probably get there, um, but I don't think he has a chance to win it. I'm not a big J.J. McCarthy guy, um, so I, I don't think he can do anything this year. I'm trending down this week just because I think other guys trend up. Yeah, I actually did almost put that. But I just felt like they're not going to put him down if he didn't play. Good point. But it, instead, we see that happening. All right. Let's transition into one of the, I mean, greatest games of the SEC in history. But this year, we'll see what they what the Tigers versus the Crimson Tide can do. It's in Tuscaloosa elephants. November 4th. Okay, they're not the Elephants, the Crimson Tide. Um. LSU versus Bama on November 4th in Tuscaloosa. Um, you want to take us a little bit into this game? Yeah. So, I'll start with my pick. I have LSU beating Bama by a very slim margin. Call me a homer. I don't care. LSU 42, Bama 38. Um, And let me start you off, okay? Who's the better quarterback, Jaden Daniels or Jalen Milrow? James? Jaden Daniels, for sure. Who has better weapons, LSU or Alabama? On offense, uh, yes. yeah, I'm going to give it to LSU here. LSU. So you would think, man, this is a cakewalk, right? It's not. Deep, our LSU's defense is very, very bad. Now, the LSU, let me give you a little reference. Bama has given up 30 points in a game one time this year, and it was to the Texas Longhorns, okay? LSU has given up 30 points four times. That's a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, you can see already, LSU's defense, not as good. But both defenses have looked better in the last couple of weeks. So, what I'm th- looking for is what defense can step up and which defense will take that step down, right? Because Bama's been up all year. But I feel like they can step down, but LSU's been down all year. They've been kind of moving it up a little bit, but it depends on who will bring it on defense. Because I, I feel like LSU's got, obviously got the obvious edge on offense, but can I get it on defense as well? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think LSU, I don't, I'm not going to pick this game. I, I really just don't want to be a homer here because I don't want to jinx them. I don't want to do any of that. But I will say a few notes that the Tigers have to do to win and what Bama has to do to win. If the Tigers want to win, there's two things they need to do, in my opinion. Jane Daniels has to play smart. He has to play smart to these Alabama cornerbacks and their secondary. He has to be smart about his reads. He has to know when he needs to take off. And overall, just just play good, play, play an all-around good game, and then they've got a good chance to win. Um, if Jaden Daniels doesn't show up, the Tigers aren't winning this. <coughs> um, and another – handle the crowd, right? 
We know that Alabama is a hard place to play, but I do want to touch on another thing. LSU is actually better at Alabama. It's kind of weird. In the last wow. in the last hundred years, I mean, I know we're going back in time and stuff, but LSU has a better record versus Alabama in Tuscaloosa than in Baton Rouge. And I know last year they won in Baton Rouge, whatever, but we're looking into this year. We're looking into the future. They're playing in Tuscaloosa. They've known to be good against Alabama at home or in their house in the past. So I think they need to walk in there, handle the crowd well. And then a few things that I think Ule McKinstry has to lock Malik Neighbors up, right? Neighbors cannot get this. He cannot get more than five receptions. Where's Brian Thomas Jr.? I, I was going to get to that. I, in my opinion, Malik Neighbors is your number one, and Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to be on him, and he's one of the best defenders in this class. And uh, the whole secondary is genuinely good. So they'll have somebody on Brian Thomas. I'm not sure who they'll have, but it, it's – the secondary has to show up for Bama. As I said, LSU has to beat the secondary. Alabama has to show up with the secondary, especially their defense, as you were saying earlier. And I think neighbors McKinstry will be a war. I think there will be some punches thrown, but little shoves, maybe a shove to the helmet, like that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a great game. And I'm honestly just excited to watch it. Nervous, but excited to watch it. I hope the Tigers pull it out, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, that's going to be a fun game next week. Again, I'm excited to watch it. But let's go to, I guess, a newer segment because guess what's back, baby? Basketball. Around the NBA. Let's do it. All right. I'm just going to give you all a few. Well, BJ, you want to start us off, actually? Go ahead. Start us off. i got a lot of stuff written down, all right? What I want to start off with, a little rule change. Well, not really rule change. It's an all-star game. No one really cares. But. It's going back to East versus West, right? I'm not really liking this. I don't know. I feel like it was more fun, more fair maybe to pick teams, but I'm not a really big NBA fan, so don't take my words. With I actually am really excited for the East versus West. It, honestly, the last time they had it, it was that Kobe Bryant versus LeBron James All-Star game, which was I'm pretty sure it was in Canada uh, or in Toronto. And um, I, I just kind of miss that old East versus West the conference is not liking each other. Like it's it's kind of a cool thing brings it back to the nineties, early two thousands. And I think I think it gives a new breath of life into the all star game. Yeah. So I'm I really don't want to read you everything off this thing, but I think I have to because it's the first week. Guys me- debuting with their new teams. Guys debuting in the NBA. I'm gonna just go about down the list, all right? And just try to keep up. Brandon Miller came off the bench in his first game. I don't know, whatever. I mean, it's his first game, but he should not be coming off the bench very long. thought that was, could be a little storyline. Chris Tapps Porzingis had 30 in his first game with the Celtics, right? Yeah. So that's- I'll touch on Porzingis just for a second. 30 points, 8 rebounds. He was literally shooting this thing from Curry range. Like, I know how we say Curry range. Like, maybe even Damian Lillard range. He was doing this four steps in front of the line, just pulling when he would – like, he was playing point guard a little bit, which is kind of weird, but – he would literally just pull up four steps in front of the line and drain it. And it was weird because half his points came from threes. So, Yeah, kind of weird. Max Struess joined the Cavs at 27-12. Big game him in his first game. Um, Jay Gojic Alexander. Look for him for the MVP. He's not the pick, but I think he'll be a sleeper. Okay? First game. First game at 31 points and 10-something. I think it was assist. Second game had 34 and 11. That's MVP caliber play right there. Um, Luka Doncic is also pretty good. 30-point um, triple-double in his first game. And had 49, 10-7 in his second game. No sweat for Luka, right? Um, Victor Webinyama, 15-5 in his first career game. Kind of underwhelming, but I don't think he'll be all that on offense. Yeah, I, I in his second game, so a little bit of a, got kind of used to it. That's a big game for him, twenty-one and twelve. Yeah, and it's kind of a thing where Wimby's going to bring it every single night on defense. You don't know if he's going to bring it on offense, but you know he's going to bring it on defense. 
And uh, he's done that. And the Spurs, I was watching this game. He's excited, man. And I'm good for them. They haven't had success in the last few years. So I hope they get back to stardom and those fans can feel some joy. Yeah. So, um, Scoot Henderson, the last rookie I want to talk about. 11-4 and four in his first career game. Again, really underwhelming. Especially with that assist mark. I think I thought he would get, like, in the tens of assists daily. Hopefully that could happen, but not in this first game. And we'll have to see because I'm, I'm going to give you some breaking news. I don't know if you heard this. This just came out today. Anthony Simons had an MRI. He's out for no. six weeks. No. So Scoot's going to be in the starting job. He's going to have to take most of the guard minutes. So Jeez. I hope he I steps into that role. So, uh, yeah, he's. I think he's going to really break out this year. Not for four or six weeks, though. Um, Nikola Jokic was Nikola Jokic in his first game mm-hmm. after the championship. Didn't give you all those points. Got you 29. But he got you 13 and 11. And that's the I big, mean, the... dude, you can't ask for more from this man. He's amazing. Yeah. And uh, one more kind of stat, I guess. Scotty Barnes had a triple-double in the first week. That's something to look for. If he's going to be driving triple doubles, I mean, most improved player, question mark? Mm-hmm. I'll go on a few more things around the NBA. Damian Lillard with the, his debut with the Bucks. They played the 76ers, beat them 118 to 117. Dame had 39 points, four assists, and eight rebounds. In Milwaukee, killed it in his debut. Um, and that pick and roll looks nasty from Giannis and Dame. Um, Cam Thomas had 36 points in 25 minutes off the bench for the Brooklyn Nets. They lost by one by a last second three from Donovan Mitchell. Um, and as I'm recording this, the Nets just finished up their game. And uh, Cam Thomas, I had all my notes. You have to give, let's give Cam Thomas the starting role. And uh, they did do that tonight. And he also had a really good game. So, we'll have to see. The Rockets uh, got killed by the Magic by almost 40. They scored 86 points. They have zero offense. They've got great – or I shouldn't say great because they gave up, a, what, 127 points, I'm pretty sure. But they have zero offense and just a little bit of defense. This Rockets team just still looks mid, even with the big pickups. Um and then one more thing, LeBron played the Suns last night. They won by five, ninety-five to one hundred. And LeBron already went over his minute restriction in the second game. He's supposed to be from twenty-seven to thirty minutes, and he did thirty-five minutes. Played every minute in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think in close games he might get and get those minutes. But you know, he's LeBron; he can do anything. You're right. I do want to say a couple more things. The Magic are 2-0, right? Hoorah. Paolo Bencaro is averaging 12. That's not a hoorah, okay? He needs to pick it up. And who did I say was the one seed in the West? The OKC Thunder. What's their record? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're 1-1. No, one. 2-0. It will be 82-0 soon. I, I'm pretty sure they're 1-1, actually. Charlie. They're 2-0. They're 2-0. Oh, they are 2-0. You're right, you're right. They barely beat the Cavs tonight, or yesterday. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they barely beat the Cavs. They played the Bulls. You know, we'll, it'll be a real test tomorrow when they play the Nuggets at their home opener, and we'll see about that. They're not beating the Nuggets, and they're not that good. They're not the one seed in the West. The NBA, anything can happen, all right? It's also – we're also three games in, two games in for these teams. Rankings don't matter at all yet until you at least get 10 or 15 games in the season. For the first few weeks, we're just going to be overreaction central. So. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, pretty much it. All right. Is that all All you got to say, Boosh? That's yeah, all I got. That's all you got? We're going to transition a little bit more NBA, just NBA award predictions. We'll go into a little bit, um, not depth, but we'll just do this pretty quick. Um, who's your MVP this year? I, 
right, Luka Doncic is a triple double machine, fifty point machine, and he's just gonna be. It's his year, I think. But look for Shea as the MVP. Don't be surprised if you see Shea. Shea, okay. Um, I've got my MVP. He's gonna win his. Repeat. What'd you say? Repeat, please. Yeah, repeat your MVP. Oh, sorry. Nicole Jokic is my MVP. All right. Yeah, we kind of lost you there for a second, but it's fine. Um, it, but I would, it don't surprise me if you see come no, not November, uh, come around April time if Tatum and Booker are up there in the MVP race. I think Tatum could honestly be a guy who wins it, and then Booker could be a sleeper pick who's up there in the top five. Yeah, I think Booker will only win it if Durant and Beal get hurt, but that could obviously happen, you know. Kevin Durant will uh, slip court next week. Okay, all right, let's transition to DPOI, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I have Jaron Jackson Jr. going back-to-back, but it wouldn't surprise me if Evan Mobley's there. Oh, really? It wouldn't surprise you if Evan Mobley's there? Mm-hmm. Me neither. I got Evan Mobley. Oh, but okay. Look out for Victor Webb and Yama to s- squeeze in there in the top three. Because Interesting. Okay. All right. We'll go to rookie of the year now. I've got Scoot. And as I was doing this, I got the notification that Simons is hurt. And that's just going to give Scoot a bigger role and uh, more stats for him. And I think Scoot. I know Wimby's the obvious pick. Maybe Chet's the obvious pick. But also, it wouldn't surprise me if Brandon Miller's in the top three. Um, yeah. I think I got Chet. I think sitting on the sidelines for that whole year may not seem like it has that much of an impact, but he learned the game. He knows what to expect when he goes in there, right? It's, it's, it'll give him such an advantage. I think he'll average 20. And – you could say, oh, but Wimby, oh, Wimby, Wimby. I think he'll underwhelm a lot of people offensively, okay? So I think Jet will overwhelm people offensively. Wimby will underwhelm people offensively. Okay. Um, we'll go to Clutch Player of the Year, which is a, was a newer uh, award added last year. Um, I'm going to go with Luka Doncic here. He's He's kind of clutch points, which means – in the clutch time in the fourth quarter, like that's mainly what it means. It's kind of a confusing. Hey, yeah, I lost you for a second there. My fault. I'll, I'll go back. Did you hear my clutch player of the year? Um, Luka Doncic, but we didn't hear you talk about him. Yep, Luka. Just pretty much, he's had so many clutch moments in his career. He's um. He's just been the guy, and I think he'll keep up doing that. It's kind of a weird award, but uh, yeah, I'll Luca. But also, it wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy Butler is in that category too. He was so clutch last year, so he could yeah. be up there too. For me, this feels like a tough one to predict. I don't know. I just went by my hunch. Give me Jalen Brunson. I think he'll stay hot, and I think he'll win a lot of games for the Knicks in these fourth quarters. All right. Um, we'll go to six man of the year. My pick, I mean, the obvious pick is Derek White, right? But I'm going to go to Eric Gordon from the Suns. He's been coming off the bench. He's already had two spectacular games off the bench. Um, and I think that was an amazing pickup by the Suns in the offseason. So I'm going to pick him as my sixth man of the year. Yeah, well, the obvious pick is Derek White, and that's what I'm going with. He's going to He's gonna play so well this year, completely going to a different level than what he's been. And I think he will win six man of the year easily. All right. Um, coach of the year is next. And my pick is Jamal Mosley from the Magic. I think the Magic take a big leap this year. I think looking at what Jamal Mosley has done with this program and if he can develop his players right, um, I think the sky's the limit for the Magic this, this year. And Jamal Mosley wins coach of the year at the end. All right, I got the Thunder coach, Mark Dagenhalt, or whatever, however you mm-hmm. say it. Mark Dagenhalt, you got it. Dagenhalt, yep. Um, so, Thunder is going to be the one that um, the Thunder are the best team in the West, in my opinion. They're very deep, very 
stacked up at, up top. I think Dagan Hall has done a great job, and I think he'll win Coach of the Year because of it. All right, we'll go to the last award. Most Improved Player. Probably my favorite award in the NBA. I think it's really cool to see these guys who haven't been able to showcase their abilities and then just take this superstar leap. So um, I've got I've got two because I couldn't pick one. And also I'm a homer. I'm a Suns fan. So I picked Tyrese Maxey is my main guy. Who He's up there for most improved player. He's a big, uh, big guy to win that. And then I have Josh Okogie. You never know what's going to happen with this Suns roster. With if Booker, Durant, um, I think Josh Okogi, He's already played two spectacular games. He's he's going to be starting pretty much the whole year, no matter what, because of his defense. He locks up every team's best player. This year, they've already played. Wait, who have they already played? The Warriors. Josh Okogi was on Steph Stephen Curry. Okay. Then they played the Lakers. Who did he guard? LeBron James. This guy's a stud. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's even in the top 10 of DPOI at the end of the year. So, we'll see. All right, Homer. I got Derek White. Again, more rewards for him. I think he could go from 12 points per game last year. I think he can make that jump to 18. That's how good I think he can be. That's why I have him for most improved. 18 points per game off the bench? Yes. With Porzingis, Tatum, and Jalen Brown all on the roster. Drew Holiday is old. That's why I think Derek White might have to get more minutes. 18 points per game. Okay. We'll see at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, that was our award predictions. We'll get into more some, some more fun here, Booge. Yeah. So, we'll be guessing where players are on the top 100. This time it's NFL. Remind you the score. I don't want to. James 8, Charlie 1. He's an NBA fan. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm an NBA NBA fan, but if I crush you in NFL this week, you can't. Yeah, no, can't. you can't but say you're, you're an NBA fan. You know, you won the NBA. You did what you're supposed to do. I'll start off. Give me Javon Hargrave. What in the world? Okay, Javon Hargrave. Great defensive tackle in the last few years. Um. Got one of the coolest names, Grave Digger. I don't know where they put him. They probably put him low. I'll I'll say eighty four. Man, you were off. How about thirty two? Whoa, my my fault, Javon Hargrave. I I didn't mean to disrespect you like that, big dog. I didn't mean to disrespect you. Um, all right, you should know this one because we're Saints fans. Marshawn Lattimore. Man, I think I remember seeing him looking at this list, um, trying to pick people. I'm not going to spend too much time thinking about it. I'll just get it wrong. Give me, like, 37. Nope, not even close. 78. Ugh. I thought they might, I don't know, whatever. NFL's tough because there's so many different types of players. You don't yeah, know. It, yeah, it's weird. Derrick Henry. See, he's low. In my opinion, and, and I think ESPN's opinion, um, definitely. Before, before the season, not during the season. So, yeah. be aware of that. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to still go 89. You get a few points there, 92. Okay. Get you three. All right. Um, let's go to another cornerback. Tredavious White for the Buffalo Bills. Gosh. Another LSU guy you should know. Yeah, but like in the top 100? Oh. We've given Marshawn Lattimore. Was down there. I'm, I would put Marshawn over Tredavious just slightly. So you said, what was Marshawn? He was at number 78. Give me 82. Nope. Trey White is ranked higher, and in my opinion, a better cornerback. Number 68. Yeah, I am not very good at this. Um, how about uh, Dayron Payne? Who? Wait, no offense, no offense. Never mind, never mind. Dayron Payne. Let, let, me, let, let me think this through. Since I have only heard his name a couple times, I'm going to put him at 83. 70. 
So you'll not get anything there. All right. That's best. All right. The last one, go to another Bills player. I, I tried to give you a layup here. I want you to get some points. Stefan Diggs. Oh, God. Okay. Well, he, it's so tough. You have no idea where these guys could be. We'll probably get better as we go on with these sports multiple times. Stephon Diggs, I think they've put receivers pretty high. I remember seeing Jamar Chase in the top five. So, I'm going to say, like, a solid 17. 17. Come on. Final answer. Final answer. He's at number 21. All right, I get one. I'm fine. You'll, you'll, you'll get one. I actually almost said 18. That would have been great. But. Ah. All righty. Um, you know what time it is. It's the end of the episode. It's Dog of the Week. Dog of the Week. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. It's NBA opening week. We're doing NBA players. Dog of the Week. Why not, right? And, you know, I'm going to go first. I'm just going to take the spotlight here. Go ahead. Cam Thomas for the Brooklyn Nets from LSU. This dude is a stud. 36 points in 25 minutes off the bench. Can we just think about Can we rattle our brains around that just for a minute? 36 points in 25 minutes. That's amazing. He had three rebounds and two assists, so he doesn't do that much other than score. Um, but he shot 62% from the field, 13 and 21. He needs to be a starter. But if they don't, could he be a six-man-of-the-year candidate? I don't know. Um, but Cam Thomas is my dog of the week. That's a tiger through and through right there. We miss you here, man. Yeah, definitely. We need you. Yeah. Um, so, who's the best shooter in the league? Um, Stephen Curry. No, it's it's John Morant. Okay. Okay. Just play along. Whatever. He's out for 30 games or however many, 25. Desmond Bain is my dog of the week. Emerging as the number one option, he is breaking out. Had, in this first couple games, 31 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, shooting 50% from the field. I'm telling you. When Jaw gets back, they'll be dangerous. Oh, all right. They'll be dangerous. We'll have to see. Um, good for Desmond Bain. We're all fans of Desmond Bain. There's no reason to not be a fan of Desmond Bain. So, awesome. Yep. That'll wrap up our third episode here. Sorry we cut out a few times. Yeah, it's not a great It's all right. It was, it, was a, it was a fun episode, in my opinion. More of a fun, free episode. So, if we cut out at times, we apologize. It'll it'll just keep getting better as we progress. Yeah, just keep tuning in. We'll keep getting better. Um, I, we'll try to do better next time. I mean, thank you for listening. All right. Thanks, guys.